I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and joining me as always, Dustin Ragusa. Dustin, you are reporting live from your living room, is that correct? Yeah, trying to uh, trying to switch it up <laughs> to see if I can fix my sound a little bit, because some people, not to be <laughs> named, uh, are big-time sound guys. Yeah. So, no, but uh, Our yeah, audio just producer. trying to... Trying to switch it up. I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit more comfortable in here. Got the TV on the award, the college uh, football award show. So, yeah. Um, so we're taping this on Thursday night, uh, live as the college football award show is being uh, produced and and uh, shown on my TV. Tylen Wallace about to win the Bolitnikov, I think, in about 20 minutes. So, by the time you guys hear this, actually, by the time this podcast is over, we'll probably have the answer on. Uh, on who won? Who do you think is gonna win? By the way, this is this is bad radio because everyone's gonna know by now. But Jerry I, Judy, Andy Isabella, or Tylen Wallace? I think Judy might win just because the whole Alabama, you know, they're the powerhouse school, dominating everybody, undefeated SEC champs. But statistics wise, I mean, Tylen has the best stats. It's close, but. Judy played one extra game this season than Tylen. Yeah, yeah. And he had 20 fewer catches than Tylen did. Yeah, so if you're, if you're going to go on stats and, you know, even watching the film, him him going up and getting those contested balls and everything, yeah. it's just it's impressive to watch. I, I think he should win it. I, I just for some reason think they're going to go with Judy. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. By the way, Sports Illustrated had um, – Marquise Brown and Jerry Judy as uh, its first team All America picks, which is uh, which is pretty curious. I would say Brown wasn't even a a finalist to uh, to win the Blitnikoff. So things that make you go hmm. Continuing their uh, hatred of Oklahoma State, dude. Bias Sports Illustrated. Yeah, this is uh, it's kind of a travesty. Brown had 75 receptions, and uh, Wallace had 79. Brown had 1,318 receiving yards. Wallace had 1,408. Uh, Wallace had 11, re- uh, 11 receiving touchdowns. Brown had 10. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's fake news to me. Wallace should have been on a first-team All-America list, but... I imagine he'll be on the uh, AP All America list and all the other lists that uh, that actually matter. I'm I'm having a hard time giving SI some credibility here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. And I hear you. Yeah. Well, let's see. I mean, maybe he'll win it. We'll we'll know here soon. We'll, you'll probably hear me give out like a yelp or something. Squeal. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler. <laughs> or you're gonna be angry. Or, or a sad sigh. Yeah. Oh God, this is this could be really this could be a sad podcast. Let's get to this. Uh, <laughs> Before we get to the rest of the podcast, I want to get a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, you may have heard the news that there is a new tax bill, but do you know how it affects you? Angel Johnston and Blasting Game does. Their firm of 10 CPAs 
and 22 total employees is one of the largest in central Oklahoma. They've been hard at work calculating how these changes will affect hardworking cowboys just like yourself. Feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405-224-6363 or visit their website ajb-cpas.com. Again, the number there is 405-224-6363. If you have any tax questions, feel free to give them a call. Um, and let's go ahead and get to the rest of the podcast with uh, with Dustin. Um <laughs> All right, so we need to start off with some recruiting news because this is a recruiting podcast after all. Mike Boynton, continuing to roll. He just landed a commitment this week from uh, Devontae Davis, your boy out of Arkansas. A four-star recruit, a six-foot-four, 175-pound point guard prospect. Boynton likes him long, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. He he kind of looks like Avery Anderson the way he's built, just yes. real long and lanky ball handler. But that huge pickup, we had talked yeah. about him on the podcast, and I, I think I had told you I was pretty high on him and hoping we had a shot. I kind of unexpected. I know you had some uh, hashtag sources hit you with some info that a twenty twenty recruit might be signing. Yeah. Then we saw Mike Boynton's tweet and. You let me know all this and sent my, my head into a tailspin. I was just <laughs> guessing the rest of the afternoon, so thanks for that. Yeah, we had no idea who it was. We just knew that a commitment was coming on the pipe. And kudos to you. You were on it. You thought it was Devontae Davis. I kind of thought it might be Rondell Walker, uh, 2020 kid out of, I believe it's Putnam City North. Um, also a point guard, I believe. So, But Davis is uh, much higher rated than Walker. And, uh, God, this is such a good – Boynton is so good at recruiting. I guess he's just – he has said for a long time that he is obsessed with it. Uh, earlier this week, Cam Jordan, who uh, who works for the franchise, he tweeted out, said, uh, you know, does Boynton ever stop recruiting? Kind of a hypothetical question. And Boynton actually hunted down the tweet and replied uh, with an all caps that said never. And uh, <laughs> I just love that so much. That is That is so – Boynton in a nutshell he just loves recruiting he loves trying to improve his roster and um it's already shaping up to be a pretty good 2020 class I know it's way too early the sample size is way too small but uh with Devontae Davis in the fold OSU has the number one class in the big 12 based off uh, a one commitment sample and they're number six nationally so We'll see if that holds I think OSU's 2019 class finished like around 13 or 14 which is Pretty good for Oklahoma State. Uh, Davis is number 13 player at his position, number 91 nationally. So top 100 recruit, six foot four, 175 pound, uh, pound point guard. What does this kid do well? Because I watched his tape and he's he's really long. I think he could be a good defender on the perimeter, uh, someone who could pressure the ball uh, for for OSU. And obviously Boynton really likes uh, length and and strength on the perimeter. But is he's a pretty good scorer though, right? Yeah, he he can kind of he can kind of almost. I'll come back to why I said almost do it all on offense. Yeah, he can get hot uh, with his shooting. He's a great driver. I put up some videos when I kind of broke him down. He makes some absolutely absurd passes. Like I compared him to Jason Williams, White Chocolate that played yeah. for the Kings and the Heat, played in Florida for getting kicked out for weed. But anyway, um, he's. 
an absolutely incredible passer and he does it flashy but when you do it flashy and you don't turn the ball over i mean might as well get on some highlight reels get on espn but he's a really really good handler has a nice little spin move that i've seen him use a couple times uh it's kind of unorthodox the way he spins with the ball but it's pretty good and like you said on defense he's the perfect mike boynton player he's uber aggressive so Boynton will like him to get up in the passing lanes, but he's quick enough to recover on any type of backdoor cut. He He's a solid player. He's also got some hops, too. Shows off a couple dunks in some of these videos. But I really like him all around. But the reason why I said almost, he needs to work on his outside shot. Yes. He, it's not that it's bad. There's times where he's left-handed, so there's times where it looks like a you know all left-handers have a pretty shot. There's times where it looks beautiful, and then other times – he lets go of the ball with his offhand, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like he's shot putting it. So yeah, I saw you noted that. He's got the mechanics. I think he just has to make it consistent every single time, type thing. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, by the way, last recruiting cycle, the smallest signee, Avery Anderson, who's six foot two, and I'm pretty sure his his wingspan is is probably close to seven foot. I watched him in high in uh, in person in Tulsa. Uh, last year he is super long and i have a hard time even believing that he's six foot two but uh <laughs> they're gone are the days when osu is bringing in tyree griffins who are i think god i'm gonna google this now but do you remember how big tyree was he's listed I, at 510 510 174 and i think that's probably exaggerated his 247 page is 59 i was um, gonna say 58 yeah which is pretty crazy that he's probably 58 so yeah, yeah, they, they're getting a lot of length, um, a lot of incoming talent, which is good because um, OSU lost to Tulsa on t- on uh, Wednesday night, and they're gonna have some growing pains. They're young, but they're talented, and uh, a lot of a lot of incoming talent for next year and the following year already. So, if you're looking for some optimism, there is uh, there is plenty to be had because if you look at the recruiting rankings, uh, Boynton's got some talent incoming. Um, you have anything else to add to that? No, I was just going to kind of agree with you there. Yeah. I feel like this Davis signing since his 2020 is kind of going a little under the radar. You know, people got real pumped for the Avery Anderson, Marcus Watson, yeah. Boone twins. You should be just as excited about this kid. He is oh, a yeah. absolute freak on the basketball court. And due to his length and ball handling ability, I think he could come in and play right away. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It sucks that um, – you know, it's like the 2019 class. We still have to wait a full year before we even see these guys on campus. But um, it does it does make you excited. It's like scheduling a vacation, um, but scheduling it like nine months out. It's like last <laughs> last year we scheduled a vacation, Lacey and I did, to – I think it was – we went to Jamaica. Um, but for like literally eight months, we, we had it on the schedule, and it's like every day we talk about it. It's like so exciting – uh, all you want to do is just go to Jamaica. It's like all I want to do right now is see these 2019 and 20 kids play basketball for Oklahoma State. Yeah, now we have to wait. Orange. Yes, we have to wait so long for this, but uh, the the wait will be worth it. Jamaica was worth it, so I guess uh, that's good foreshadowing. Um, we need to talk about the running back position because I got no idea what's going to happen with uh, with OSU. They did not recruit particularly well last year. Um, they ended up landing Jamil Jeter, who pretty good prospect overall, really, really big and strong, um, was a little bit banged up his senior year, but 
committed to OSU over over Texas A&M. Uh, the 2019 class, however, things have really not um, not unfolded the way that OSU has probably envisioned. They are um, in the mix for a four-star running back, DeAndre uh, Glass out of Katy, Texas. And they're also in the mix for a junior college prospect, Desmond Jackson. Um, I don't know what to make of DeAndre Glass because he is uh, he doesn't seem to know what he wants. What do you think he wants? It doesn't to me. It doesn't really seem like he wants to come to Oklahoma State. Yeah, I get that. And this is gonna and this is gonna sound weird. And I I, I saw you write about it in your uh, 2019 recruiting cycle post, but. I think he's going to end up at Oklahoma State, which I, I know that doesn't sound great to say it like that, but that's how recruiting works sometimes, especially yeah. when you're a higher caliber guy with a lot of higher caliber schools after you. Sometimes they still are able to get a better player like Alabama or a higher rated recruit, and you have to pick somewhere else or you have to go compete with these guys that might be better than you. So... uh it's a favorable situation for him to come into Oklahoma State. I think, I mean, he could possibly even get some playing time next year. We've seen the Cowboys, you know, rotate three, four guys in. Yeah. So I, I think it's a favorable situation for him. Miami came on late. I, I get the feeling Ohio State's kind of out of the picture. They don't really seem to be coming after him very hard, and he doesn't ever talk about them really yeah. in any of his interviews. So I think it's pretty much down to Bama. Miami coming on late and uh, Oklahoma State. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think. Um, oh my God, Jerry Judy won it. <clears throat> he did. You're ahead of me. Oh, this is sad. He was by far the least deserving of the three. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Bama that, bias, dude. SEC bias. That throws me for a loop. Really, it really does. You got to get that out of here. <sighs> Man. All right. Um, He's got cool hair, though. I mean, it's, it looks like a bunch of pixie sticks in his hair, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So, uh, DeAndre Glass, I, I think he would go to Bama. I, I also don't think that Bama has a spot for him right now. They're in the mix for a five-star prospect, Trey Sanders. They already have a 2019 running back commit, and I don't think Bama's going to take three commitments at running back for 2019. So unless Trey Sanders ends up flipping to somewhere where everyone thinks he doesn't, um, Glass isn't going to have a spot. Ohio State is, I think, pretty much out of the mix, and and Urban randomly retiring um, probably takes them out of it. Miami is interesting because they just offered this past week. He's already scheduled an official visit for December 15th, um, the weekend of December 15th. I don't know what to make of that. He could be really interested. He seems to be really interested in blue blood schools in general, um, which I think is, um, I think you maybe have to include Miami there. You certainly have to include Miami over Oklahoma State. Um I still think he ends up at Oklahoma State. I could be wrong, um, but just the fact that OSU needs a running back, especially after losing Justice Hill to the NFL and J.D. King to transfer, I think the fact that you know he's from Katy, Texas, it's down the road, there's obviously a lot of playing time to be had. Um, 
that has to be appealing to him, I would think. Yeah, I I agree with you. I Miami's going to come after him hard though, I think, yeah. because they need a Mark Rick needs to land somebody because they just missed out. I don't know if you saw on that quarterback. It's actually Mark Rick's nephew and then former played in the NFL for forever, Brad Johnson, starter and backup. His son um, committed to LSU. Everybody thought he was going to go to Miami, and he ended up committing to LSU. So I know they need to land somebody big, so I'm sure they're coming after him hard right now because yeah. their fan base was pretty upset about that. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I do think that they end up taking two commitments at running back now, which will be interesting because Desmond Jackson is uh, is one to watch now, I think. He's a Hutchinson Community College prospect. I can never say that more than twice. Um, six <laughs> foot, 220 pounds. Has, Big boy. Yeah, he's got he's got eight scholarship offers. Kansas State was considered his favorite, according to 247 Sports, and uh, Kansas State just lost its coach. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention, but Bill Snyder's <laughs> retired. Um, Chattanooga, Grambling State, South Dakota have all offered, but you know, if OSU can't win a, a recruiting battle over Chattanooga, I think we got some problems. So, if uh, if all goes well this weekend, and uh, I would presume it does, Jackson's supposed to to make an official visit this weekend. I would think that Oklahoma State probably lands a commitment from him. So, probably can pencil in Jackson into the mix unless he gets some random late interest, and then uh, maybe DeAndre Glass or uh, Darwin Barlow. As a, as a second guy. Do you think they take two or they just stick with one? I think they're going to take two. Yeah. I, I could see, you know, them going for like a preferred walk-on maybe yeah. if if uh, Jackson doesn't pan out with uh, Thomas Grayson, you know, who we've who you've talked about quite a bit that's interested from Booker T. Washington, three-star oh, kid. Boy. Doesn't have an offer from Oklahoma State yet, but decommitted from Nebraska. And then uh, there was another guy they were showing interest in that you actually told me about. And then I saw some articles where he was talking about Oklahoma State. Um, the Carl Albert guy? Um, yeah, I think they call him the uh, the rabbit, Dadrian Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's he's not very big. Um, I know my buddies that coach at um, he's quick. Heritage have seen him play. Yeah, They were telling me he's – I think he's listed like 5'11". They were saying he's not 5'11". And, hmm. but they said he's good. Well, um, I don't, I don't know what to make. He seems like he's probably like a tertiary option or even like farther down the list. Um, the fact that they're chasing a running back at the junior college level is, is, uh, I think good news though, because they really need someone who can play probably, I don't know, right away, but pretty quickly. And, uh, Jackson seems to fit that mold. He's, he's real beefy. Um, yeah, he's got the body for it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so could be a good compliment. Could be a thunder to uh, to Chuba's lightning. I'll be curious to see kind of how that plays out. Um, as far as the running or the wide receiver position goes, um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but the more this goes on, the more I think um, OSU might not land a receiver at all, and that, that would be fine. Uh, they've, they've landed several... Uh, big time prospects, obviously last year with uh, Jonathan Shepard and C.J. Moore, um, Tylen Wallace the year before that. Uh, but there's a few that are on the radar. Demarion Houston decommitted from Texas this week. In-state kid who who was in OSU. OSU was in his top two before he committed to Texas. And then Langston Anderson, a kid out of Texas, 
Um, OSU is probably in his top three, I would say. Um, the more I, I've talked with Langston, uh, I talked with them this past week actually. And, um, he said his, he actually visited Baylor this past week and said that he really enjoyed his Baylor visit, um, expected to visit or expected to commit on signing day. I don't know what to make of it, but I get the vibe that Baylor keeps surging in his, uh, in his eyes. So do you think that they can nab some, either one of these two or someone else? Or you think they're just going to stand pat at receiver and say, all right, we're good with uh, Bolitnikoff runner-up, apparently, Tylen Wallace, and we're going to roll with the guys behind him? I, I don't think they get either of the guys you mentioned. Um, I know you would think, one would think that Houston decommitting, it's like, oh, Oklahoma State was number two. That now makes them number one. That's not really how it works. Normally... There's something going on if they decommitted. So if it if it was because he decided he wanted to go to OSU, we'd probably know that already or have heard something about it. Not just me and you, but like pretty much anybody. It'd probably be public knowledge. Um, it sounds like OU is coming after him pretty hard. They haven't offered him yet, but he got he's from Millwood, which I think you mentioned. Yep, Millwood's running back uh, major. He is committed to OU. And OU just had a receiver decommit, so I think they have a spot open. I know they're still going after a couple guys, but I I think he ends up there. And then with uh, Langston, I, I agree with you. I think he goes to Baylor. I could see them staying in pad or maybe, you know, taking a flyer on a three-star guy late in the process, but I, I don't think it's a big deal if they don't land a receiver, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I think – they might be good. They might just call it good and say, you know, we've we've got enough talent, enough young talent. Um, we're, we'll probably be fine, and we're just kind of going to roll with it. I'll be curious to see kind of how that plays out. I don't think that they'll take any more, but um, especially if if um, if Anderson ends up going astray and going to Baylor. Um, as far as the 2019 class is concerned, I got no idea how they're going to finish, but I have a decent idea or at least i have some bold predictions um i wrote an article for pis- uh, pistols firing which you guys can check out pistolsfiringblog.com and uh <laughs> and you guys can check that out it's, it's pinned to the top of the site uh just breaking down like where i think uh Oshu's gonna end up finishing in this class uh number one was uh body by glass glass by glass i think that uh deandre <laughs> ends up sticking with Oklahoma State more more just the fact that he has no other options um two junior college flurry Sione Asai committed to OSU this past week we don't really need to go into detail about it he's a defensive tackle out of snow uh three-star prospect now not a not a huge needle mover um which is but it's still interesting and then Leron Stokes is emerging as a as a prospect as well kid out of NEO A&M wouldn't be surprised if they landed uh, at least Stokes or maybe Desmond Jackson, the running back we mentioned. Um, you think uh, you think they got a shot with Stokes or not? Nah? I don't know. It, it sounded like initially, I think he has offers from Virginia Tech and Oregon, I believe. Yeah. And it sounded initially like he was pretty set with those two. But now Oklahoma State and then OU offered today. I know they're coming after him hard. Gundy took the helicopter out to see him today. Yes. So uh, it sounds like they really want this kid. I know you and I were talking off air. He, It's obviously at the junior college level, but the dude is 
dominating in these highlight videos that I've watched. And it's yep. not just like one of them. Like every single one I watched, he's tossing kids around. He's fast. He's big. He's 6'4", I think like 250, 260. Yep. And he, he looks like a stud. He plays with his hand down. He plays standing up, can rush off the edge, can bust through guys, uses his hands well. I, I think he'd be a pretty exciting get. I think he's flown under the radar because he uh, he was homeschooled. But I I think they have a sh- – back to your original question. I think they have a shot, but I, I wouldn't say they're the front runner by far yeah. as of yet. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I'm very curious to see how this uh, this situation with uh, Laron Stokes ends up playing out. I, th- I would not be surprised if he went to OU. And uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Demary and Houston ends up going to OU because they just lost a commitment from R.J. Henderson, um, five-star kid out of Texas, wide receiver, Opens up a spot for Houston at a very interesting time, and I think the timing is uh, no coincidence. So that would hurt. That would suck, um, especially because OSU was at one time considered the favorite to land him and uh, end up maybe going to OSU's rival. That would that would be interesting. Um, one final thought here. Do you think they take another linebacker? I, I think that they end up probably taking one more, but I don't know if um, – if that will happen or not, what do you think? They're in, they're in, they're in it with two. It looks like Kevon Glenn, and then uh, a kid out of Louisiana. His name is uh, let's see, Nikendrick Carter. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah, I, I think they want to. Yeah. I really like Glenn. I haven't seen or heard a lot on him in Oklahoma State recently. I I don't know about you, but. He'd be my favorite out of the two. I, I really like him, and if they could get him, I think that would be solid. I, he's a three star, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What do you? I mean, do you think they'll land either of them? Um, I don't know. I don't know the situation with Glenn, and sometimes, like he's he's named OSU in his in his final schools or whatever. But sometimes with some of these prospects who kind of go off the radar, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but. Sometimes they end up not qualifying and they find out late in the process, like um, they'll just kind of stop doing interviews and you're like, oh, well, why is this kid not uh, not taking an official visit? He hasn't taken any visits. And I'm curious if like um, maybe schools have cooled on him because they think that he may not qualify or something's going on and he's not going to go to college. I don't know. But uh, Nikendrick Carter is probably the kid that I think is uh, most likely to commit at this point. OSU has uh has made him kind of a priority at the at the linebacker spot, but they need a linebacker bad. And um uh, he's listed as an outside linebacker, but he's got pretty good size. I think he could play inside too. So um I don't really know how they finish there, but I, I suspect they probably want and need to take another linebacker because they've got two. Uh one of them is Cameron Farrar, a stud out of Texas, and then Nad- Nadrian Dizadar out of Louisiana. Um, I think they probably need one more, though. Farrar's the flip from Colorado, right? I think at one point he was. Um, okay. I think that's correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that guy a lot, too. He, he's, he's like a little, like not small, but smaller, like could possibly even play like that safety run stopper role in Knowles defense, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. 
I mean, he's listed as an outside linebacker, so um, I don't know. I think he's he's pretty versatile overall. Um, you got any other thoughts on that? Anything to add? No, I, th- I think we pretty much covered everything that's happened as far as recruiting. It's been a lot, though. <clears throat> yeah, this this Jerry Jerry Judy news got me shook, bro. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, this. that's 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 the wrong call. I can't if 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 Fred Blintkov had any say in that, then he made the wrong call. <laughs> Fred's over the hill. He needs to retire. It's <laughs> my opinion. You got the Ray Guy Award coming up. That's uh, the punter, right? Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have Tom Hutton next year, so that'll be good. Yeah. Australian kicker. Booter. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll probably have more news next week, so... I suspect we'll have more more news next week. Hopefully good news. Maybe we'll get some commitments. And uh, either way, we will be back. And uh, Ragu, I think your audio was good. We'll try and do it again next week. All right, sounds good, man. See you later. All right, see ya.